Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before our shout-outs, here's a short message from a podcast that I'm sure grown-up fans of the Kid Stories Podcast would enjoy. Hi folks, I'm Jeff Udick, the founder and co-host of the Shifting Schools Podcast. If you are a fan of this show and a fan of podcasts, consider checking out Shifting Schools. We drop a new episode every Monday. Also, be sure to check out over 60 free guides and resources we have for educators on our website at shiftingschools.com. Now on to some shout outs. Avery is turning nine years old this week. Amazing! Happy birthday, Avery. I'm glad you enjoy the stories. I think if you were a character in the valley, you would be an underwater mer-dragon that helps to protect the mermaids in the ocean. Have a great birthday! Avery's brother Grant also likes to listen to the podcast. Grant, if you were a character in the valley, you would be a weather dragon that can control the weather and turn into lightning. Thanks for listening, Grant. John from hometown Illinois just celebrated a birthday as well. Happy birthday, John. If you were a character in the valley, you would be an ancient wizard who lives in an old crooked tower in the southern swamps. Hope you had a great birthday, John. Today's episode is titled Lost in the Valley, Part 2. June woke to the gentle purring of her cat, Rye. He was cuddled up next to her, rumbling in his sleep. June slid out of bed and remembered where she was. Not in the warm confines of her own home in Vermont, but in a strange place called the Valley. At a ninja training dojo, sleeping in a little cabin belonging to a ninja named Tatiana. June replayed the events leading up to this in her mind. She remembered sitting in the fairy ring in her own backyard, relaxing and enjoying the weather. The ground inside the fairy ring then changed, turning into some kind of portal made of sticky light 
that pulled her in and dumped her out here. Luckily, her cat Rye had jumped into the portal after her, and June was happy that her kitty was here with her. June and Rye stepped out of the little cabin and into the morning sun. The ninjas were all working in their training area. They were practicing sword fighting against wooden dummies. They leaped and twirled through an obstacle course, and they sparred with each other in the center fighting ring. Tatiana took a break from her archery practice when she saw June. Hey, June, sleep well? asked Tatiana. Yeah, thanks for letting me and Rai sleep in your cabin last night, said June. No problem, said Tatiana. We're going to finish up our practice drills out here, and then we'll head out. Why don't you have some breakfast for now, and we'll see you in a little bit. June nodded and walked to the main dojo building with Rai close behind. They enjoyed a nice breakfast with Master Momo. He asked her more about her home and told her what they'd be getting up to today. Well, we got a bunch of smarty pants over at the academy, said Momo. We're going to head over there and see if they know anything about fairy ring portals. We'll figure something out to get you back home. The way Master Momo talked about the whole situation made June think that these types of things happened pretty regularly here in the valley. She was hoping this meant that there was a solution here, some way for her to return home. The ninjas finished their training. June and Rai finished their breakfast. Ben-Ben, Bulis, and Tatiana met June out front. Tatiana tossed June a backpack. Here, I packed an adventure bag for you, the ninja said. It's got some clothes, some rations, and a few other handy things in there. Oh, wow, thanks, said June. She had not yet considered having to wear the same dirty outfit for days, or weeks, or months. And here's one for Rye, said Bulis, handing her a much smaller backpack for her cat. Oh my gosh, that's amazing, said June. You just had a cat backpack laying around? Sure. I'm a big animal lover, so I like to keep supplies handy for whenever a cat might need a backpack, you know, said Bulis. They all headed west to the academy, and they arrived before nightfall. About halfway there, Rye got pretty tired of walking, so June put him in her backpack with the zipper opened a little bit. She could feel his loud purring make a gentle rumbling against her back as they walked. The area all around the academy was busy, kind of like at the Valley Town Dojo. Some kids were training, others were gardening. June thought it seemed like a really cool place. One girl came running over and introduced herself. Hey, I'm Stella, Ben-Ben's sister. Are you new here? I guess. I'm June, said June. June here got sucked into a portal in a fairy ring, and we're going to try and get her back to where she's from, said Ben-Ben, which is apparently some other planet entirely, or another dimension. I don't really know. Whoa, that's awesome, said Stella. I mean, not for you. It was probably pretty scary for you, I guess. But I have a lot of experience teleporting, and I've never heard of anyone teleporting through a fairy ring. Me neither, said June. Where I'm from, no one teleports anywhere. But hopefully there's some way I can get back home. The ninjas said the professors and wizards here might be able to help. Stella perked up, like she had just gotten a great idea. Get you back home. Yeah. Ben-Ben, why don't we take her to the soothsayer? You remember her? Ben-Ben scrunched up his face and thought for a moment. The soothsayer. 
Yeah, man, I haven't thought about her in forever. But, uh, are we sure she can help? I've never heard of the soothsayer teleporting people. Yeah, but don't you remember Home River? said Stella. Everyone said the soothsayer knew where it was, or that she could help people find it or something. What's Home River? asked June. Well, nobody really knows, said Ben-Ben. The story goes that Home River is a magical river that, if you sail on it, will return you to your true home. But we don't even know if that's true. It could just be a story. I've never met anyone who's seen it. Of course not, because everyone who's went on Home River ends up going back home, said Stella. If I may interrupt, said June. Home River sounds like a nice idea, and this soothsayer sounds... Well, I don't know, but... Maybe we can just ask around in the academy, and maybe get some dinner? The group then realized how hungry they were, having traveled all the way from the Valley Town Dojo. Soon, they were all in the academy cafeteria, eating dinner and discussing the possible ways to get June back home. Many academy students and professors sat nearby, listening to June's story, asking questions and offering advice. What about the Lady of the Lake? asked one student. Didn't she just send some kids to the moon? Yes, but that was our moon in our space, answered one of the professors. We don't even know if June's home has a moon, and if it does, it certainly is not our moon. Can't Stella just teleport her back to her home? someone asked. Nope. I have no idea where she's from, and I've never been there, and it's a very dangerous thing to try and teleport someone to a place I've never been, answered Stella. June enjoyed her meal, listening to all the wild ideas that everyone shared. It was exciting to be in a place with magic where nearly anything seemed possible. But as the night wore on, more and more ideas were shared and more and more ideas were eliminated. For every idea that someone shared, there were multiple reasons why it wouldn't work. It was encouraging that so many people were trying to help, but it was discouraging that it didn't seem like any of the ideas were possible. All right, everyone, said Tatiana, standing up from the table. It's late and we need to get some sleep. Let's all rest on these ideas and meet again in the morning to discuss something actionable. The next morning, June sat outside the academy, watching Rye play with a cute dog named Chewy. They tumbled in the grass, chasing and wrestling with each other until they collapsed in a heap tired and panting. Tatiana sat next to June. How are you doing? she asked. I'm okay, said June. I miss home, and I'm worried about my parents. They must be so worried. You're worried about your parents worrying? That's a lot of worrying, said Tatiana. June smiled. I know, and I like it here, I do, but I'll do anything to get back home. I know, I know, we'll get you there, said Tatiana. You know, I think the soothsayer is the best option. I've heard every other wild idea from the professors here, and it just makes the most sense. Do you think it's real? asked June. The soothsayer? Yeah, Ben-Ben and Bulis have seen her. She lives near their hometown, said Tatiana. What about Home River? asked June. Well, I don't know answered Tatiana. But even if Home River isn't real, if it's just some legend or myth, 
The soothsayer herself is wildly powerful. Did they tell you her story? June shook her head no. This lady, hundreds of years ago, she sought infinite power. She was willing to do anything to get it, began Tatiana. So she made a deal with an evil sorcerer who agreed to give her a bunch of magical power. She got the magical power, but she also got cursed. What do you mean she got cursed? asked June. Every curse you can think of, said Tatiana. She has hundreds of curses. She was cursed with horns, hooves. She's covered in fur and looks like a beast. She can never sleep, and she can never taste. She is a monster, and because of the curses, she can never enjoy her magical power. So, throughout the years, she has been using her magic to grant people's wishes. If you agree to take one of her curses, she will use her magical power to grant your wish. So I'm going to get cursed and then she'll send me home? asked June. Tatiana sighed. I, I don't know exactly, June. I'm just saying that the soothsayer is super powerful and can maybe help. Me and Bulis and Benben, we'll all go and see what happens. Okay, said June. I guess it makes sense to try and see. Is their hometown nearby? Oh, no, no, said Tatiana. It's like thousands of miles away in a place called Homewood. So we're going to Homewood to find Home River so I can get back home? Asked June jokingly. Tatiana laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Let's get packed up and go. Moments later, at Hamish the Dragon Wizard's outdoor laboratory, they were discussing the different potions to take on their journey. June was mostly listening since she didn't know much about potions. Well, how about any healing potions? asked Ben-Ben. We could use some freeze powder as well, said Bulis. I'm sure you could, said Hamish, and I could use more supplies. All these adventures everyone has been going on lately has depleted my stock of ingredients. I'll need more material if you want anything useful to take along with you. Hamish handed the ninjas a list, and they huddled around it, discussing which ingredients they could find quickly. All right, I can take June up to the edge of the dark forest to grab some frog root, said Tatiana. We can swing by Beechwood Beach on the way for some purple hayflower. You two get the rest, and Hamish could have our stuff ready by tomorrow. Hamish nodded and Ben-Ben and Bulis rushed off to find their part of the list. Tatiana, June, and Rye traveled north to Beechwood Beach. All right, June, you stay here and collect all these purple hayflowers, okay? said Tatiana once they reached the beach. I'm going on to the dark forest. I'll swing back by here in about an hour or so, and we'll head back to the academy together. Sounds good. See you in a bit, said June. Rye leaped up out of the tall grasses near the beach, swatting at butterflies, while June plucked bright purple flowers off of tall stems of the hayflower plants. There were hundreds of them growing around here. It was nice for June to take a break from all the hustle and bustle. She could hear the seabirds cawing and the waves gently rolling into the beach. She smelled the sweet flowers and the salt of the ocean water. She hummed a song, and collected flowers peacefully for quite a while. Then there was a rustling around some trees nearby. June and Rye both perked up and turned to look, wondering what strange animal was about to reveal itself. 
Suddenly, two huge cave trolls leaped out from behind the trees. June saw right away that these were the same two trolls from the river the other day. These two trolls sniffed at the air, looking right at Rye. There's our kitty cat, said one of the trolls. We tracked you all the way here. You smell delicious. The trolls both rushed at Rye and he ran back closer to June. But they had no path of escape. The ocean was to their backs and June was pretty sure Rye couldn't swim. Rye leaped into June's arms and she held him tight. Tatiana! June cried out. Tatiana, help! June knew that Tatiana was probably too far away to get back before the trolls did their worst. In fact, Tatiana was maybe too far away to hear June in the first place. The trolls bounded forward, each holding a wooden club. June looked behind her helplessly into the ocean. She turned back and the beasts were almost on her. June felt a power surge within her body. She swelled up with a strange and magical energy. She held Rye in one hand and thrust her free hand forward toward the troll. Her fingers were spread out and her palm faced the troll as a blast of invisible energy struck the cave troll and held it in place. The troll stood still, struggling against an unseen force that held him unmoving. The troll growled and seethed with anger, twitching its muscles and scuffling its feet, trying to move and break free from June's magic. But even his incredible cave troll strength could only move a tiny bit against this mysterious force coming from June. The other troll continued its assault. Rye leaped out of June's grasp, landing on the soft sand. Before the other troll could reach Rye, the little cat transformed. It grew and grew to the size of a full-grown lion. Rye opened his mouth to hiss at the oncoming troll and roared so loudly the troll stumbled in the sand. June held a hand up to her ear to block the incredibly loud roar. Rye jumped forward and swatted at the troll, knocking him back into the trees with such force that the trunks broke in half. The cat, now much bigger than June, then leaped into the air and didn't come down. He flew through the air to the troll now lying on the ground. The giant cat placed a paw on the troll's chest with such force that it sunk a bit into the sand and couldn't move. June looked at her hand and at the troll still stuck in space and she wondered how this was happening. She could feel something surging through her, moving through her insides and reaching out to hold the troll in place. But it was all so strange to her, and she didn't know quite what to do with this troll. If she let it go, it would surely just keep attacking her. Before she had to make a decision about it, Tatiana came running out from the forest nearby. She was huffing and puffing hard, trying to catch her breath. Luckily for June and Rye, Tatiana heard June's cry for help and came running. Tatiana looked around in confusion and, without saying anything, she used some of her rope to tie up the two trolls. Once she had them wrapped up tight, she asked June, Why didn't you tell me you had powers? And that your cat was a, a lion cat thing? I didn't know, I promise said June. I've never done anything like this before, and Rye has never gotten big like that. We don't have magic where I come from. No one does. Well, maybe something happened to you and Rye when you came through the fairy ring portal, 
Tatiana thought out loud. But for now, let's, let's get back to the academy. She turned to the trolls, still tied up tight there on the beach. And Master Momo will be around for you two later today. The exhausted trolls simply slumped in the sand, grumbled, and awaited their fate. Tatiana, June, and Rai finished gathering the flowers for Hamish and returned to the academy. June shared her new powers with everyone there, practicing on Ben-Ben to show how she could hold him in place and move him against his will. Rai did not turn into a giant flying cat again, though. He seemed too tired and only wanted to sleep in June's backpack. Hamish agreed with Tatiana's suggestion that traveling through the fairy ring portal was the reason June and Rai gained their powers. He explained that natural portals like that are probably wellsprings of wild magic power that can have unpredictable effects on those who travel through them. The following day, once Hamish was finished crafting their potions, Tatiana, Ben-Ben, Bulis, June, and Rai set sail for Homeward. The end. Thanks for listening, everyone. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. The email is kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. And there are hours of more stories at patreon.com forward slash kidstoriespodcast. Adios.